Hello and welcome to Bury the Lead. I'm going to be your co-host, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jen Zarati. And I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press music reporter Aaron Labar. Welcome to the show. Episode 99, everyone. I know, I can't hardly believe it. I know. 99. 99 episodes. I wish that we had enough money to sync the Jay-Z's, Jay-Z, Jay-Z, Jay-Z <laughs> song, 99 Problems. I know, but we but don't. But a pot ain't one. But a pot, <laughs> perfect. Thanks. That's perfect. Thank well you. Well done. Uh, Episode 99 is gearing up to be a little bit more of a serious one because we have a lot of issues to discuss. We're tackling the issues. We're tackling the issues. Um, We're going to be talking about what's going on, the truly WTF stuff that's going on with reproductive rights in the U.S. South right now. Yes. Um, We're also going to talk about... What else are we going to talk about? Uh, I got a new smartwatch and we're going to talk about scary technology because some weird stuff has been happening and it's been freaking me out a lot. First, though, how was your week? I had my wedding shower this you past did, weekend. You were there. Yeah. It was very nice. It was very nice. Lots of tiny sandwiches. Lots of yeah. like an, an incomprehensible amount of baked goods. The dessert selection <laughs> was, I mean, I, at the best of times, suffer from choice paralysis, but I was really struggling. I was like, oh my God. Well, yeah. I'm like, my aunt made all these ti- tiny cheesecakes. Which were great. My friend Emily has sort of like a side business where she does cakes and cupcakes for people. And she made these almost too beautiful to eat, like little yeah. tiny cupcakes with flowers on, like little gum paste flowers and little gold balls. And I'm like, I saw. Unbelievable. Um, I didn't take one because I was almost too like intimidated. I'm like, I, can't. I finally ate one the other day. It was delicious, um, as you would expect. But it was really, it was. I always find showers to be kind of a weird social experiment, experiment, or like, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know, tradition, I guess. Um, yeah, because you come in and there's so many people there, and you kind of say hello to everyone really quickly, and then you sit down, and then people just pass you presents yeah forever that you have to open in front of everyone right but i was trying to be conscientious of the fact that like not everyone wants to spend their entire day in a church basement and there was a lot of presents which i'm very very grateful for but i was like whipping through them pretty quick and so you kind of like make eye contact with the person that gave it to you or like thanks and then at the end you say a personal thanks and then everyone just goes home like you don't actually sit down and chat with people you don't like catch up because it's just there's just too many people you will experience that all over again at your wedding <laughs> and then your wedding will end and you'll be like, wow, I talked to no people. Right. Um, so I, I just, yeah. and I felt the only reason I felt like a guilt sort of thing going along with that is because everyone was so generous with their gifts that you want to like sit down and be like, thank you so much. I love you. Of course. So I've been writing the thank you cards and they're literal novels. So prepare <laughs> yourselves for that. Everyone who was there. Um, I think the speech that you made where you cried and baby Holly serenaded you in an accordion. <laughs> yeah. My friend's son had a toy accordion and then my friend's, my other friend's daughter took it and was wandering around. So as I was trying to do my thank you to everyone's speech, as I'm crying and Nick, my fiance is taking over, all you hear in the background is from a tiny toy accordion. And she definitely thought the applause was for her. Yeah. It was like someone said it was like a, a French black and white film. with like a sad mime in the background playing totally. to your speech. Yeah. 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 It was, it was fun though. I had a good time. Good. It was, I had a, a very enjoyable afternoon. Well, I'm glad as well. Um, so I guess that is what I also did <laughs> this week. Yes. Um, I also had my last 
driving lesson. Oh, yeah. And weirdly, I had an unexpected an unexpected feels about it because I'm mm. like, oh, I legitimately liked my driving instructor. And also I found that sort of hour in the car just focusing on driving. Yeah. Weirdly meditative. Yeah. And I'm actually going to miss it quite a lot. Well, so. that's good, though. That means yeah. you're feeling comfortable in the car. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. There's some things... The two things (laughs) that I took away that I need to work on. Mm -hmm. One, parking between lines, more difficult than parallel parking. Oh, for sure. And two, you have to shoulder check way more than you think you do. You have to shoulder check all the time. Yes. Shoulder checking. Yes. Something. And some cars have like much bigger blind spots than other cars. So it took me a long time when I bought my new car because it's so much bigger. Um, to figure out where that blind spot is. Like I totally. almost sideswiped like a bunch of people when I first got it because you're yeah. like, and then as I told you, when I first got my license, I used to park at like the furthest end of a mall parking lot. I get Because it. you're away from all the other cars and it's so uh-huh. stressful to, because you're like, if you hit something, if you hit a pole, yeah. that's your only, your, your own car. Sure. But if you hit someone else's car, like that's a whole other can of worms. Exactly. Yeah. And just kind of getting used to all the many things you have to think of mm. while driving, I find like, oh my God, the speed limit has changed. Oh my God. Does it make you appreciate my, oh my chauffeuring of you? Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wait, we should talk about our crazy driving experience. Yeah. I was just about to say. So on our commute home the other night... W- was it? It was a Friday. It was a Thursday, I think. Okay. Well, it definitely felt like a Friday based mm-hmm. on the behavior on the road. Yeah, we were driving down one specific street in Winnipeg, a route that we were not, have never taken before, but we were going somewhere different than usual. Yeah. And as we're driving, the first thing that happens is a truck in front of us that's pulling a little trailer. The whole metal gate of the trailer falls off yeah. onto the road. It was like crazy. a big, huge metal piece. It made a wild noise. Yeah. And then that was just sort of the start of a domino effect of insanity. And then we almost got hit twice. Someone pulled out and... <laughs> I forgot to tell you that when you dropped me off downtown, I was exiting and you know how there's a bike lane there? I was yeah. definitely narrowly missed <laughs> by a bike. And then I was almost hit by a bike again. Oh my god! Later on, just walking to a bus. So take heed of your driving instructor's advice. Because yes. you will... Driving in Winnipeg is an art. smartwatch for my 30th birthday you did it's very nice yeah it was a lovely gift from my partner and my friends in my book club um and i love it i wear it every day but it has started <laughs> well at first i started noticing that there's these little calendar notifications that right. pop up but i don't use the calendar in my phone i just write everything down i have a right. paper calendar and i was like well what the hell is this thing pulling information from if i and i like was, tr- was trying to go in the settings and see if there's like a calendar thing yeah that i no, there isn't. Okay, weird. Right. So, th- and it's popping up with like very s- oddly specific names, times, ah, and it. And I'm like, okay. So then the other day we were at work, and I said, "Hey, Jen, my watch is telling me that we're supposed to have coffee tonight at eight ten p.m." And then you very quickly put two and two together and said, "Oh my God, it's because you sent me a text last night that said I'll pick you up at eight ten with coffee." So clearly your smartphone or watch thinking it was being smart was and like helpful oh, coffee date. Yeah. But I not. hate that. It's so creepy. And it's happened a few other times where like it's pulled information from emails that people have sent me about different meetings or whatever. Like last night I got an alert saying you have a meeting with blank at 830 to 11. Like, no, I don't. That was like a conversation we were having in an email. 
And yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It, it's not very strange. I'm not super keen on the omniscient watch. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not. That's the only thing that really, and I'm trying to figure out how to turn off the calendar alerts, but I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> yeah. I just, it's funny to me. I mean, I'm only four years older than you, so it's not that big of a generation gap between you and I, but mm-hmm. I remember when the internet was new Mm-hmm. And the mistrust that people oh, had yeah. for it, especially around, you know, I'm kind of thinking of it this year in particular because it's the 20th anniversary of Y2K. Yeah. The planes are going to fall from the sky. Yeah. Like <laughs> all our computers are going to go to 1900. Like people. <laughs> they won't know they exist. That was the funniest logic. <laughs> people went from not trusting the internet at all. Like I remember the rules around chat rooms. You had to make up like a different person basically. Yeah. Like now. We literally are like, hey, here's all my information and I'm going to click on these terms of agreements without yeah. uh, reading them. And like, right. Here's my banking information. Here's my yeah. tax information. I'm going to file online. It's a bit mind blowing. It is. And I mean, I love technology and I use it, too. obviously. Like I, I like taking photographs of my checks to cash them, etc. But like, wow. And also the <laughs> fact that it's wrong. Like it's yeah. making the assumption that these are plans. It's actually making your life a little bit more inconvenient. Right. Because I keep getting these stupid alerts that have nothing to do with anything. Right. And I find that really frustrating. And it, it sort of goes hand in hand for me with the um, the ads that come up after you yeah. you click on something once or you say something into the air. The phones are listening. And the cloud hears you. I know. I'm using air quotes for the cloud. I don't actually know what the cloud mistrustful is. Mistrustful of the cloud. I'm very mistrustful of the cloud. If you know what the cloud is email us because i mean i know I, I get what it does i get what it is as a concept loosely right but i don't understand why it gets filled with backups and then i get emails from apple demanding i buy more space <laughs> right like it seems like a bit of a racket right but then so the cloud hears you like you mentioned i would like oh this is a, this is a good example uh, my partner and I, the groomsmen, are going to be wearing plaid bow ties. Mm-hmm. I had not searched plaid bow ties. I had not looked at plaid bow ties. <laughs> you I really said, thought plaid bow I thought it and I said <laughs> the term plaid bow ties out loud. Yeah. And for the next three weeks, all the ads in my Facebook were for plaid bow ties. That's terrifying. Right? Let's move from 1984 to The Handmaid's Tale and talk <laughs> oh, about uh, other terrifying things that oh, are happening. I'm just so full of rage that I don't even know if I can verbalize it. So... Luckily, I'm hot off an editorial on this topic, so I have uh, an arsenal of thoughts. An arsenal of thoughts. But yeah, (laughs) the explosive rage about what's happening in Alabama. Mm. On Wednesday, uh, Alabama signed into law, their governor signed into law, the most restrictive abortion law in the United States. It's just disgusting. It is breathtaking in not only its cruelty but in how far it goes yes so most even the most staunch anti-abortion laws will have what's called a carve out for incest and rape Mm -hmm. so if you are a victim of either of those things and you get pregnant you can get an abortion alabama nope nope that's not an exception the only exception to their almost complete ban is if the mother's health is in. Well, how kind. Yeah. Like. (sighs) I just, I guess there's a lot of things to talk about here. But the biggest thing for me is that I will never understand why it's anyone's bleeping business 
yeah. what a woman does with her body. What anyone does with their body. Exactly. I, I will never understand why that is anybody's business. There's also, we'll get to this in a minute. I want to talk about that. But I also want to point out too that Alabama, while super restrictive, is not an outlier. Six other states passed heartbeat bills right. in 2019 alone. Right. 11 other states are considering it. And Louisiana and Missouri plan to move legislation this week. Oh, God. So this is not... A single... A unique yeah. Case. Yeah. Heartbeat bills. So those are the bills that say you can get an abortion up until... You can hear a heartbeat. Right. Yeah. Which... To everyone's best guesstimate, and I say guesstimate because it depends you on a know. It's range science. of factors, um, is about six or seven weeks, which is about the gestational time frame when most women find out they're pregnant. Right. So that's why it's a ban, because right. it's not really possible. Yeah, the, the, this assumption that women know Im- immediately the second that they become pregnant is mind-boggling to yeah, me. Yeah, some people aren't even symptomatic in that time. Yeah. The biggest symptom is a missed period. And by the time you take a pregnancy test, it you, could, you could be four to six weeks for sure. Absolutely. If not more. So the lack of science in this, the lack oh, of... God. The lack of anything. Well, and just how backwards it is. So you're going to say, okay, we're going to ban abortion, but we're also not going to fund comprehensive sex ed. We're not going to fund... Contraception. Contraception. We're also not going to fund childcare. So, like, if by your logic, if I'm carrying a human being at six weeks, is that when the child support starts? Right. Like, you can't have it every which way. And I feel like they're trying to. And of course, this is all a concerted attempt to reverse Roe v. Wade. Yes, obviously. Yes. Which, of course, is the 1973 ruling that guaranteed a woman's constitutional right to choose. People have been chipping away at this since it was For announced. Decades, literal decades, yes. Like literally since the day it was handed down, someone has tried to find a way to stop it. This is a way to do that. So even though some of these really extreme laws will take a while to go into effect and might be ruled unconstitutional, that's the point. The point is to tie people up in arguing these cases. Mm-hmm. And because Trump has stacked the courts with conservative yeah. judges who have anti-choice histories yes roe v wade is under real threats and women's health is under threat because this Mm -hmm. is not about you can talk about like every life's a precious gift which is a quote from the alabama governor (laughs) whose life because it certainly isn't the women who will be actively harmed right by this legislation right and states don't even need to go as far as having an all-out ban you can just make it inaccessible you can make it so that you have to travel thousands of miles and make a procedure that costs thousands of dollars right so then you put it out of reach you right. make people wait so long that they you know are now late term exactly yep and even though it's and we're, we're again we're talking about a legal medical procedure yes but back to your point about why do people care it is such a like they can say it's about the precious babies all they want but this is about the control of women oh a hundred thousand percent yes this is about controlling women's autonomy. This is about controlling women's ability to move through the world. Because like literally a corpse has more right to their body. Yeah. You have to sign an organ donor card. Yeah. And if it's not signed, they won't use your organs to save someone else's life. Yeah. A corpse. I know. Unbelievable. The other unbelievable piece from the Alabama legislation. So it doesn't criminalize women obtaining an abortion, but it does criminalize doctors providing it mm-hmm. to a max sentence of 99 I years. I saw that. That is 84 years more than a rapist gets. Right. 
and probably actually more than a someone who committed manslaughter or homicide yeah like a murderer yeah like a life sentence is 20 something years yeah and then you know all the cases about like women being you know kept alive so that they can give birth like so if a pregnant woman's in an accident unbelievable like, just the, the treatment of women as a vessel and incubator it's just appalling mm-hmm. so this is obviously a canadian podcast we also even though it's not criminalized in this country it's still there are massive pockets of inaccessibility sure including in manitoba mm-hmm. in our province um with access to the pill which was supposed to help solve some of the problems in terms of making women come all the way to Winnipeg or, you know, mm-hmm. it's a big province. And you're talking about the abortion pill, not the, the abortion birth. pill. Yeah. Correct. Not the birth control pill. Yeah. Abortion pill. So I think there is a uh, protest happening at the ledge on June 3rd, mm-hmm. uh, which we can talk about in subsequent podcasts closer to. But yeah. yeah, if you're concerned about what's going on in the States, there's ways to act locally. So whether that's funding abortion providers, whether that's, you know, joining protests, whether that's writing your public officials right. saying we want accessibility, because uh, this is this is worth protecting. It is. And and as you said yesterday, let's not get smug about where we are because yeah. everyone knows that a lot of the things that happen in the States end up getting pushed up here as well. Exactly. And I think the States... Not is, that I think necessarily no. that our, our rights are in danger, but you never know what the blowback is going to be from something like this. I think what America has shown us is that rights are fragile. Yes. Especially if they are used for political gain. Um, these are people's lives and yet it's just... It's just politics. It's just a way mm-hmm. to secure votes. Yeah. Um, what's interesting is what they've done is they've made abortion a key issue in 2020. So that will oh, be... Man. This is going to be a rough election It season. will be interesting to see. Yeah. What's encouraging is all the women who are planning to run in 2020 and like female governors have been really outspoken about this. Good. So they're fighting back. We're going to end the show today with a little signal boosty for um, yeah. some of our coworkers, colleagues' work. <laughs> yes, we like to do this segment, Signal Boost, because we talk about ourselves enough. So this is a good chance to talk about other people Yeah, in our newsroom. Yeah. Um, do you want to go first? Sure. I want to give a signal boost to Katie May, who is our course reporter. She's wrapping up her time in course soon. I think at the end of this month, she'll be in the general assignment pool. But I wanted to give her uh, props because she's had to cover some pretty gruesome cases in the last few weeks, including um, a murder case um, of Christine Wood. It was Brett Overby's trial. He was found guilty of homicide, right? I think. I believe Or so. manslaughter. Manslaughter, yeah. Yeah, manslaughter. Um, and then this week, there's another horrifying case, um, the trial of Perez Cleveland, I'm not going to get into the details because it's just like very complicated, but I don't think people truly appreciate how difficult it is to sit in a courtroom and what, what Katie is sort of synthesizing for us is the sort of condensed details. She has to sit through all the photos, all the explanations, all the descriptions as gruesome as they are. So it's like very, very taxing on someone to do that. And she's doing a kick-ass job. She absolutely is. 
Um, I have only had to do a courts column once, and it was with the um, Andrea Giesbrecht trial. So Which the, is the woman who put a bunch of babies in a storage locker. And on an aside, interesting how no pro-life people were to be found anywhere in or around that trial. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, I was there for like two days and I could not believe some of the details that well, were... Well, I mean, they have to, right? Of course. Yeah. But yeah, like it was not even... And Katie does that every day. Yeah. So, so good job, Katie. We're proud of you. I often think that about her. I was like, I don't know how you do it. I'm happy to have you back in the newsroom soon. Yes. But you've been doing an amazing job. So high fives to you. Yes. High fives all around. Um, I have two signal booths, mm. actually. The first one is for Ashley Prest, who is uh, one of our hardest working general assignment reporters. She wrote a f- great story about a cat named Dale. Oh, man. Dale. Dale. Makes me cry. <laughs> Dale is a, a, a grumpy cat. He's been through some, he's, yeah. some, some time. He's, he's seen some stuff. <laughs> um, there, you know, it's suggested that he probably was not a feral cat because he was so angry, which means he's <laughs> a discarded cat. Oh, no. And they had Dale. to like fashion a brush on a stick to be able to pet him for a while. Like it just, it was not a good scene. But Dale rose to the occasion <laughs> and has become a mentor for kittens. I so he's a mentor so in the scaredy cat program. I love this so much. And kittens love him. He loves kittens. Dale needs a home. I don't know if he's been adopted yet, but Ashley wrote a great story about him regardless. Cause he mm-hmm. has a great story and she did such a wonderful job with it. Yeah. Uh, so signal boost to that, uh, signal boost also to Jessica Patel-Arbansky who owes us a postcard from the ledge, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, but she did a huge story commemorating the anniversary of the Winnipeg General Strike. Yes. Um, I think it was some 6,000 words. She, like, spent time in a cemetery. She was in, deep in the archives. Like, it gets into, like, all the, the gritty geopolitics of the time. And, like, yeah. it's it's very, very good. And so if you ever wanted to learn yes. anything about the history of the strike, definitely check out that story for sure. Absolutely. She worked very hard on it. Yeah, it's great. And there's more stories to come. Mm-hmm. This is, the strike lasts six weeks. So I think there's six weeks of, of things. I know uh, Negan Sinclair had a column uh, this week and there's more things to come that kind of explore the roles of women in the strike, the role of music in the strike, like lots of things mm-hmm. to come. Uh, you can find everything that we have written at winnipegfreepress.com. You can also follow us on social media. I'm at Jens Rowdy on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at Naya Rebel on Instagram and Twitter. And we will see you next week for episode 100. Woo!